Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello! It is finally here. A vaccine? Even better. We are launching our Patreon. It's called Two Old Queens, The Retirement Plan. This time, instead of the gayest movie ever, we're looking for the gayest things ever. Like, what's the gayest Madonna video? What's the gayest section in Party City? Who's the gayest person on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour? We're kicking it off with an eight-episode series where we're on the hunt for the gayest Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And for the low, low price of five bucks a month, you'll have a brand new episode every week exclusive to Patreon subscribers. So what are you waiting for? A vaccine? Two Old Queens. The retirement plan. Link in our bio. We really need this. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who we've got with us. Well, she's a writer, comedian. She says funny things. It's Lorraine DeGraffenrye. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Thank you, fine gentlemen, for having me on. This is very exciting. Thank, Thank you for doing it. <laughs> Any respite from the drudgery of everyday living right now is great, right? Yeah, you absolutely. Say, you say respite? <laughs> Respite. Respite? That's how I always heard I it. Know. But respite? Sure, let's probably make that happen. Respite. Oh, I, I used... thought that you were intentionally pronouncing it respite for like flair, <laughs> like to like make people think twice about it. Maybe I just love the word spite so much that I always <laughs> wanted to, to have stuff some. stuff it in anywhere you can. Yeah, <laughs> I always wanted to have some attention. It's like re colon spite. You, you, exactly. you need to, yeah, like fuck off and Regarding have a Regarding spite, relax a little bit, but we'll right, come back to right. it. Right, right. <laughs> I used to, when I re- read, re- I still read books, I would read, whenever someone would write the word uniforms, I would always read it as uninformed. Oh. So it would always oh. be like the uninformed officers. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's my little quirk about me. <laughs> 
speaking of quirks, the movie we're going to talk about is all, uh, Tim Burton has called it like his most personal film and based mm -hmm. on Burbank. But before we get into the movie, based on his childhood in Burbank, what are your, do you have fond memories of Burbank itself, Lorraine? Like what is your, so when, you, when I say the word Burbank, what do you think of? Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno is uh, the thing. first thing that comes to mind is Jay Leno. I think I imagine him in like a teeny tiny, like classic restored car. Oh, I, sure. uh -huh. yeah, that's the first thing that I think of. And then I think about like, I used to work in Burbank. I worked at an animation studio in Burbank that's called Stupid Buddy Studios. And anytime that someone would want to like meet up for lunch, I was like, yeah. you are in the right neighborhood for lunch. Burbank just has <laughs> Burbank lunch everywhere. Lunch. It's just Options like sandwiches, salads, boba places. Like there's just like food lunch spots like all over the place. Yeah. And chains, which are like yeah. so surprisingly hard to find in like Los Angeles. Yeah. Proper. What, what's that thing? Paquito Moss? Paquito Moss? Paquito Moss. Just a there, little yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know anything about Paquito Moss. I even thought that that was like just a standalone spot. And then I came to find it's a very oh. famous chain. Yeah. They have my favorite tostada salad. I love a chicken oh. tostada salad. Oh. I mean, anything okay. where you could eat the bowl that came in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm you also... hate doing dishes. You I hate, hate it. I love eating the dishes. <laughs> yeah, you want to like get rid of the evidence. Did exactly. someone eat here? Not me. <laughs> Impossible. Not me. It wasn't There's me. just a fork. <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out how to eat that too. Mm. I do. I always think. I also think of the big IKEA that's now there. Oh right, right that yeah. big IKEA, IKEA way, if you will. And when you, <laughs> yes. when you like pull into that IKEA like driveway thing, it feels like you're on a runway, like you're about to take off. It like, definitely right? feels like an airport. Yeah. Yeah, like your car's gonna lift off into and a land go. of like Swedish Fantasia. Right, exactly. I've gone also, to that IKEA just for lunch. Speaking oh, yeah? of great lunch, wow. no way. Got the, the cafeteria is really good. It's I cheap mean, too. I, okay, but you have to go through so much to get there. Like first, you have to. Park, There's a shortcut. Okay. Well, you don't have to do the whole path on IKEA. There's a you just like right when you enter, you kind of just go up the escalator, to take a right. It's fine. Okay. Uh, All right. I'm. I'm. I'm here. You for really it. know who you're supposed to know, huh? <laughs> That's true about me. I do miss like pre all this bullshit. I do miss like hanging out at the Ikea and getting like, yeah, I'm serious. Like getting the like soft serve at the end or yes. the, the, yeah. the cinnamon bun thing, even right. just smelling the air. It's nice. Right. It's, it's fun. Good. Also, it's just a great way to get your steps in. But now this new Ikea, the, I feel like it doesn't have, it does have more, but I feel like also it's not as cramped as the older one used to be. Right. I agree. So there's more the, space. The new one there's is surely improved. Yes. Right. The old one is where they shot the Netflix game show, The Floor is Lava. That's where they shoot no that. No way. <laughs> a little fun. John and I used to go to the Chevys across the street from all, there, the time, all the time. Yeah. We oh do our gosh. Friday morning movies because, mm -hmm. you know, when we were both unemployed. Exactly. You know, we go to a Friday morning, like 11 a.m., see Justice right. League. And then <laughs> John would the sleep us, through yeah. most of it. And then That's not true. You would sleep through 20 minutes. I do that. fall asleep a lot in movie theaters. <laughs> I know exactly what movie theater you're talking about. I saw Girls Trip there. Fun. Oh, nice. It was Although fun. There's like, it was fun. That, in that area, there's three different AMCs three. in that right. little if you tell like a friend that you want to meet up for a movie in Burbank, you better get on the same page about exactly what Pretty address quickly. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 
Speaking of getting on the same page, we're all here to discuss the same movie, which is Edward Scissorhands. John, what's the deal with Edward Scissorhands? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Edward Scissorhands. Uh, it came out in 1990. It was directed by Tim Burton and written by Carolyn Thompson, based on a story that she and Tim Burton came up with together. It is a modern day fairy tale, which tells the story of Edward, a man created by an inventor who died before finishing him and left him with scissors where he should have had hands. One day, the local Avon representative calls at the mansion where Edward has been living alone. She takes him home to stay with her family, and soon he shows a talent in cutting hair and hedges and wins everybody's heart. But it turns out that life isn't always so sweet for Edward. Johnny Depp plays Edward Scissorhands. The movie also stars Winona Ryder, Diane Weist, Anthony Michael Hall, Kathy Baker, Alan Arkin, and Vincent Price. Uh, it grossed over four times its $20 million budget and received general positive reviews from critics. Stan Winston and V. Neal were nominated for the Academy Award for Best Makeup. They unfortunately lost to Dick Tracy. But as you said, both Tim Burton and Danny Elfman consider Edward Scissorhands to be their most personal and favorite work. And that is the deal with Edward Scissorhands. Wow. Wonderful. Well, Lorraine, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Edward Scissorhands? Well, for one thing, I love it. I mean, I, I've always loved this movie. I don't even remember, like, my first viewing of it because I think I watched it just too young. Mm. I don't know. Not gotcha. too young, but just, like, too young to fully appreciate right. what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really into the Tim Burton vibe. And I just, I find myself reaching back for this Edward Scissorhands over the years. Like, maybe, I don't know, once every... <laughs> like eight years i don't know i just i'll rewatch it i will tell us this film. get it right <laughs> exactly 8.5 years i Thank always rewatch this film um and i don't know I, I thinking about the project that this podcast is all about i got Please. really curious about what your perspectives were on this film like what is the gay reading of edward scissorhands i'm really looking forward to diving in and having a fun conversation with you both about it Wow. Well, oh, aren't yeah, you no. the nicest person we've ever had on? <laughs> um, John, what's your uh, history with Edward Scissorhands? Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it when it came out, um, and I enjoyed it. It's a movie that, yeah, I'm, I've seen a handful of times. I wouldn't say, like, I like love it, love it, but I do like it very much. Uh, and so I was, like, very excited to get to see it again. Uh, how about you, Mark? What's your history with uh, Edward Scissorhands? Um, I love it. There was a time, like, after Batman, I was, like, a huge tim burton like mm -hmm. nerd but i guess i also did love peewee and beetlejuice just as much i mean he has sure. like in my mind he has like a four five great because after this is batman returns so i think it's safe to say he's got like a great run i mean his batting yeah. average has since dipped since then yeah. <laughs> True. um but i hadn't watched this in a while and i did really love it the only part like for whatever reason though like the ending is always just too much for me it's like too like schmaltzy and mm -hmm. I think it maybe is because I don't care about the love relationship, the romance of it. But right. I do, I really love, I'm more invested in the relationship between Edward and Diane Weist, the mother, like that relationship. Right. And also we spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I kind of right. don't care about like the girl as it, much. And she's also not very well. I hear what you're saying. Cause like every time that I rewatch it, I feel a similar thing. Like I feel like we're setting something up and then we like abandon it. Right, because all those moms, I love the something. moms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have to say, watching it, rewatching it again the other night, I was like, oh, it takes a while for Winona Ryder to show up. Like, I, for, mm -hmm. I assumed she was there more present earlier on. 
she's on a camping trip. Yeah. Like th- Which they, seems to last for a week, though. For like a it, long it, ass <laughs> time. And then she shows up and we're like, oh, right. She lives here. This is her yeah, house, too. Like, I think like they just wanted that scene where she catches him like in the waterbed or something. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we got to have that. So how do we write to that? Yeah, right. And, and I, I feel like when I was rewatching it for this, that moment when Diane Weiss shows him the photos of her family, I remember seeing that when I was younger and thinking, oh, she must be at school. Like, mm-hmm. she'll be home later today. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. no, it takes forever <laughs> for her to get home so that she can, like, be a part of this film. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. what a great right, photo. Right. So as you know, yeah. Lorraine, we are, it sounds like you do know, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. And we have a complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to grade these movies. So we're going to go through a bunch of categories. At one point, you will add a category, and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. All right, so this is our current top five gayest movies ever. This is where they're standing, all right? Number five, with 78.59%, Bradley Cooper's A Star Is Born. Number four, with 78.63%, Strictly Ballroom. Number three, with 79.51%, Grease 2. Number two, with 83%, Clue. And number one, gayest movie ever, with a 94.83%, is Female Trouble. Fuck, ninety four percent. Yeah, there I mean, isn't a lot a, of boxes. Yeah, there, John there Waters, isn't a lot Divine. Of room. Yeah. Well, there's a big gap between Clue and Clue only has eighty three, and That's then true. Female Trouble is ninety four. So there's like a ten point gap. There. I love the attitude there, Mark. You're you're basically saying like, don't even try to come for Female Trouble. Like, there's no hope for you. I mean, not for Edward Scissorhands. No, not to no. burst your bubble, but. <laughs> well, uh, let me just tell you this though. When I was looking at the films that you you both had already done, I was like. Oh, well, one of my favorite movies ever is Serial Mom. I'm so excited. Like, maybe it'll be that. And then I was like, oh, but they already did Female Trouble. I feel like if it's already been determined that of all of John Waters' films, that's the gayest (laughs) movie. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, try. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to leave. I'll leave that alone. Let's see what Tim Burton has to offer. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Where do you... Well, let me... We've done one other Tim Burton. We have covered Beetlejuice, and that currently has uh, a 55.34 and is ranked Okay, that's going to be the goal. I'm going to see if I can. Let's see. Let's see what happens. You want to get over (laughs) 55.34%. And just like like first thought, I feel like Edward Scissorhands is a gayer movie than Beetlejuice. Just like, I'm just saying it. I'm not trying to like come for Beetlejuice, but like. (laughs) Please don't say that name anymore. (laughs) He'll come for you. He will come for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, since you want us, a good thing we have a very elaborate scoring system to figure out exactly how much gayer it is, if it is at all. All right. Let's get into it. These are the canon categories. Our first category is on actual gay characters. So we're all going to score on zero to 100. Then we take the average of all three. So Ooh. actual gay characters for Edward. I mean, I guess you could suppose maybe Vincent Price. Vincent maybe? Price. Perhaps he's reading an etiquette book. Right. Um, And also, like, you really do have to, like, lean in and squint to decide that that's a gay character. You really like you. You almost have to project that onto him. So for me, I'll just yeah, I'm not going to, like, try to inflate this score. I'll just stick with like two percent, you know, Two. (laughs) what are you giving two percent? What is what is your just because there's probably someone gay in the town. Well, oh yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course, there are gay people in the town. I didn't know. I I didn't know we were talking about background. 
Uh, Sean likes to. I like to talk about the whole world. He yeah. likes to talk about things that aren't actually in the movie. Oh, okay, you know I, what? Oh, then... you've never done that. <laughs> Take my two back. Don't put it in the sh- in the sheet. No problem. No problem. Okay. Um, God damn. All right. Can I can I say fifteen percent? Say whatever you want. Sure. Fifteen? Did you say? I just didn't want anyone to think I was cheating. But now no. John I mean, opened we, up my no, mind. No, no. If you've ever listened to the Tony Rodriguez episode, some <laughs> some of our guys have no shame. Yeah. Okay. Fifteen percent. I mean, there is maybe a case to be made for like the metaphor of Edward, like a you know, like a, an outcast, someone who doesn't. I mean, what gay kid? I think there's a you can def a gay kid could definitely identify with Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, I think that happens living a lot. in the suburbs, you know. But unfortunately, he falls in love with Winona Ryder, which is kind of a rite of passage for gay men. Right. Yeah, and also I mean, like I, Winona Renona. Actually, Winona Ryder is the type of female who would date a lot of guys, who would be like a la- lot of guys' last girlfriend before they came out. Ooh, I love that reading. I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay, I also just want to say, like, I f- th- a part of why I presume that the Vincent Price character is gay is because he was building up Edward to be a life companion for him. I mean, when he decides to create him, he holds up the heart cookie to a robot, you know? He wants to make a love friend in his life. It does feel like like he wants a companion. Like that's you what think he's, this right. is, he's making like a light a lover? I don't know if it's lover, but I do think it's like companion. I think it's like, a manservant with benefits. Right. Where does that come from? Slash, I hear what you're saying, but like... Um, wait, slash. I also slash. think of it as like mentor-mentee relationship, like big brother, little brother. Like he's like, I'm going to make someone who's kind of like me and I'm going to teach him how to be. And like that seems sort of like, you know, older gay guy gay. Yeah, introducing yeah. gay stuff to young people. Do you think... <laughs> Am I reaching? Geppet- Do you think Geppetto wanted to fuck Pinocchio? Mm. Oh, maybe. I think Is it this... depends on the production. Sure. Yeah. That the Torwell one? For sure. All when right, Rockwell so... comes back, let's do one. <laughs> it they actually did Edward that's Scissorhands growing. last year. Wait, what? They've done Edward Scissorhands before. <gasps> oh my gosh, I wish I had seen. I'm, that's you cool. can Well, you can find it online. Okay, okay, okay. That's exciting. All right, so you want to give 15 for actual gay characters? That's that's Lorraine's rating. Awesome. John? I'm going to go 25 because I do think the Vincent Price, I think his relationship with Edward contains multitudes, and I think part of it is like a – because also like you have to think like they're alone – like up in that up in that mansion together like there's like i think he's creating this person who is ticks off all of the boxes relationship wise like whatever he needs him to be uh i think edward is going to be designed to be um so for that i'm gonna give a few extra points for vincent price i mean you gotta give points for vincent yeah, price um i'll give it a 18 i'm gonna kind of okay. somewhat divide the between the two get an average of 19.33 I mean, I do think Vincent Price reads as gay. Although he sure. was married to a woman, I think it's, but he was, I think it was like a lavender marriage. I could be speaking out of my ass. I don't know enough about the personal life of Vincent Price. The, well, the Gone, facial anything? hair in the film is he gay. He seems pretty gay to me. I, th- I know like he was married to a woman, but like they have a cookbook. Who wasn't. And like, you know, right. he's, <laughs> he, you know, he's Vincent Price. Like there's something, I think there's, he's, he's definitely camp. Be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
All right. So give an average 19 point. Our next category, drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch Edward Scissorhands and come away with a whole book of ideas? I mean... I mean, I she think, doesn't. Yeah. She's I think an idiot. So. Yeah, she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even so if you put much. Edward aside, all of the wigs that the women have. These suburban mm-hmm. mothers. Um, and also must... the Winona Ryder character, because like, okay, so I looked this up and it was sort of like a joke, like that she was this like bubbly blonde cheerleader type that was sort of like a gag because like everybody like knows Winona Ryder for being like dark, gothic, whatever. Beetlejuice. And, yeah. So yeah, so like in a, in a way, like Winona was kind of like in cheerleader drag. And I think that that's like a cool, fun character that someone could be. And that white dress at the end is pretty oh my iconic. God. Oh so, yeah. With the red yeah. hair. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, just every mother, and then also once they get their haircuts, mm-hmm. um, even the dogs, even like the a lot dogs of like Diane Weiss, drag. like her her <laughs> yeah. wardrobe is very like elevated. Oh yeah, one of the mothers at the end has like a Christmas tree dress. Did you notice <laughs> yes, that? Like, what's oh yeah, it's like a house coat, but it's like a Christmas. <laughs> it's tree. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think like this time, like, oh, Edward Scissorhands looks like a teenage Hellraiser. Like his outfit is like a <laughs> he's like a Cenobite. <laughs> It's like oh a cute God. little Cenobite. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, okay, wait. This is another thing. The, like, shrubbery and the ice sculptures and stuff. Like, the yes. way... Th- okay. <laughs> Have either of you seen the movie Baps? Do you know it? Halle Berry? I know it, but I haven't seen it. Well, like, a big part of that movie is, like, the black hairstyles are, like, mm-hmm. really over the top. And I was just, like, imagining a drag queen, like doing hair like a like an Edward Scissorhands sculpture or sure. something like that would yeah. be really fun I like that no one talks about BAPS anymore now they're, they're all talking about WAP you know what I oh, mean right right yeah mm-hmm. oh, the time that's current that's that's mm-hmm. the kids of today you could do like a fun reveal of like someone dressed as Edward cutting a shrubbery and then oh my beneath God. that shrubbery is a drag queen you know what I mean I love it fun. I love yeah. it that's cool. I'm almost positive some drag queen must have done a take on Edward Scissor. I mean, that's oh, there's so. a ton. I mean, I did some googling, and there's a ton of like drag king performances, which I think also counts oh, for this. Oh, for sure, for sure. Cool. Well, what do you want to give this for a drag queen inspiration? Oh my god, I would give this. I say like ninety. It's it's 90. like there's so much to pull from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go ninety nine. I think ninety nine. Like right awesome. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm going to go 100. I mean, if you're not watching... Yeah. If you don't uh, want to do something... If you want to elevate your wardrobe after watching Edward Scissorhands, there's something wrong right? with you. It is sad, mm-hmm. like, what's happened. It's like, see, you just watch this and go like, oh, CGI was the worst thing to ever happen to Tim Burton's <laughs> right. movies. Because yeah. it's like, this one probably cost a third of what, like, Dumbo cost or whatever. And it looks a million times better. And it doesn't look dated yeah. at all. It still right. looks amazing. Yeah, that CGI, we can still tell that it's CGI. Like, it's not right. that good yet. Right. Like it's Except all very Lieutenant practical. Stan's legs. Those look great. Or like that. <laughs> <they're up. laughs> they, yeah. they did it. I think that like when you go for like DIY aesthetic or like you just like really make all of your like cool visual stuff like live in front of the camera that, that like makes it a little bit more timeless. Feels so like, much more magical. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right. Our next category, gay icons. How would you rate the gay icons of Edward Scissorhands? Who do we got? Well, Winona Ryder, Diane Weist, Vincent, Vincent Price. Price not, does he count? Yeah, yes. I would. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, great. Absolutely. I would also say Conchata Farrell. I've always loved her. 
Which one is she? <laughs> She's one of the moms. She's okay. the um, uh, the first one who's like, I'm not going to buy anything. Like, oh, got to one with the rollers in her hair. She's, yeah, she's been in a, she was on like Two and a Half Men, I guess, for like cool. 10 years. Oh, uh, okay. Kathy Baker. I, to me, Kathy I always Baker. perk up when Conchata Farrell shows up. <laughs> she's always great. Okay. I yeah I'm I'm like sort of illiterate when it comes to gay icons which is so tragic but like I love to just sort okay. of like turn to other people and I'm like uh, is this an icon <laughs> like there was this okay so John That's was my director <laughs> and yes it is, like, is an icon? yes uh, so so like John was our director was the director of my mod team and like there was this there was this like sketch we were trying to figure out or this bit anyway where Kimia Bepornia was playing a character who was like struggling to come out or trying to find the right moment to come out and she talks about her sexual awakening and like what she we were like picking gay icons (laughs) that that could have like stirred that up in her or something and the writers chose Bette Midler or something or no no was that what we what it was I don't remember Oh God! It, we were like we were saying like Bette Midler and like Hocus Pocus, and we're like, yes, okay. The, this was like a moment where I was learning. Yes, she's a gay icon, but that's not something that a lesbian would be excited about. Like at least as a child. And Kimia was like giving us great examples. She was like like Lola Bunny, Jessica yeah. Rabbit. Like these right, are right, things. Yeah. Bette Midler's bosom in Hocus Pocus, not exactly. Not one of them. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Kathy and Jimmy, maybe. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, she's. Oh, sorry. I just think she's funny. That's me going. Yeah, <laughs> pick her. May, put she's her on the, on the team. Yeah. Right. I love my so Toyota Tundra truck. Mm. Is that a gay icon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, what do you want to? What would you, a highly informed person, want to give gay icons, Lorraine, for Edward Scissorhands? You know. Um, twenty uh, percent. Twenty. We're gonna come back to you. I think. We're gonna go, uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you really missed the mark. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we know. Like, all right. If you're talking like like Mount Rushmore icon, I think like I don't think we've got like one of the big big ones here. But I do think Diane Weist is a uh, beloved gay like gay men love got diane weist certain men of a certain age and i think winona writer is another one for a lot of like i think for my husband winona writer is like a huge like icon and like a major what about vincent thing. price i know we're getting to them oh. um but uh but i think like diane weist winona writer and i think vincent price i think all of them have like real i'm gonna give it uh 77. 77. Oh my God. Wait, it really? Okay, okay. Come back to me for sure. All right, go ahead, Mark. What's your What's your story? <laughs> well, where to begin? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think this is pretty. Is this like Shirley MacLaine? No, but is it like is this a case where the three are greater than the sum of their parts? You know what I mean? I think this is one of like, like totality better like. She's got, a, I mean, she has a career chock full of great performances, but I think there's something about this, her in this movie that very much like speaks to like gay. The essence. Well, it's yes, like, because like, we all want a that. sweet mommy. Yeah. To love mm. us unconditionally. Who can, yeah, who sells Avon <laughs> beauty products. Like, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So I don't know. I think like if you're looking for a movie with gay icons, this definitely has a shitload. Oh, I wow. mean, I named five, so I'm going to give it a hundred. Okay. 100? Wow. 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 Okay. Thank you well, so much. Well, because I think like, as compared to like Terms of a Dear, which kind of has like two, mm-hmm. but I would say like each of those are 50, while this is maybe like a lot of 33s. You know what oh I mean? Oh my okay, gosh. Sure. That's how I'm approaching it. Okay, okay. It. Also, can we talk for just one second about the status of Johnny Depp? Because I okay. thought he we, would we 
fit the category of gay icon in no. that. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, Keep talking. This is the end of the episode. I have to go. <laughs> no, I just kind of thought he was like a teen idol heartthrob yes. type, right? Like, you know, Correct. and I, I just thought that that would make the list. He's definitely like, there's so... Uh, camp element to Johnny Depp especially mm-hmm. I feel like this is where it all started to turn where, where he's like oh I can hide behind makeup and a wig right you know what I mean? and <laughs> also cry baby that insane. same year right yeah right yeah definitely but there's I definitely think... a camp element to Johnny Depp you're but I you're don't think right. Johnny Depp has a performance that like I think this is probably the most that like gay men are like oh Johnny Depp in that Ooh, okay well you know what I mean like mind, I mean this is the moment this is the movie this is where he's you know, right? He's, he's, he's delivering at his peak gay iconness. I would say probably in this movie. Would you say? Sh- what, what do you think, Mark? Um, I guess so. More than Captain Jack Sparrow. I think so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly my point. Thank you. I saw a quotation where, like, he sort of made a comment to a Disney executive that all his characters are gay or something like that. Like, no, oh, don't no, you know? No. Okay, no. anyway, whatever. I, yeah, it was a dumb joke. <laughs> it was because, like, he was playing Jack Sparrow in a way where Disney people were like, are you being gay right now? And he was like, oh, yeah, always. You know, it was like that. Anyway, maybe, whatever. Maybe Mordecai is his gayest because it's like the camp is <laughs> the biggest bomb. It's like the campiest. That's so funny. That I, or maybe that Dark Shadows. Was that Dark Shadows or was that? I guess, but Mordecai's funnier. Okay. Just in terms of it's hard. Yeah, movie. Dark Shadows. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mordecai is funnier because it's worse. Like, Dark Shadows <laughs> is a better movie. Well, can I just, like, pendulum swing and go, instead of saying 20%, can I say 80%? You absolutely sure can. can. Okay, Give an great. average of 85.67, not as much as Mermaid, which says 90, also has Winona Ryder. Yeah. Hmm. All right. But more than Silence of the Lambs, which only has 50. Oh, did you guys know that um, there's a Backstreet Boy in this movie? Yep, I did. We yeah. all read the IMDb trivia. Yeah, that was funny and weird, <laughs> listeners. Just so you know, Nick Carter is a little boy on a slip and slide. That's pretty hot. Something to look out for. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of keeping an eye out for little boys, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Oh my gosh, so so extremely horny in my humble humble opinion. Like the whole movie is like about his body and how it moves, how it's like mm. sort of like tall and dark and like it looms over you. It's like he's so broody and pouty and he, he, he tries to say less with his mouth and more with his eyes. And speaking of his mouth, that scene at the barbecue when all the housewives are like spoonfuling, like putting like ambrosia <laughs> salad and stuff in his mouth, like it's so erotic so, yeah, I think that this movie is pretty consistently male gaze There's also Kathy Baker is also horny for the repairman. The whole, yes. And horny for Edward. And what do we think about uh, Anthony Michael Hall? It took me a while when I, I remember first seeing this movie. It took a while being like, oh, shit, that's Anthony Michael Hall because he totally beefed up. He beefed up and turned into a real little shithead. Yeah. Is that the bully? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I love I love all the bully stuff and like when <laughs> when Anthony Michael Hall and Edward like they like fight, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like rolling yeah. around and stuff, like pretty exciting. <laughs> Just gonna oh, throw it I out see. there. I see what you're saying. You're edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Just some kinky shit there. Oh yeah. So what do you want to give this for the male gaze? 
I mean, it could be, it could be more male gazy, but I understand why Tim Burton didn't do that. He, this is a conscious choice he was making as a director to keep all that stuff a little more understated. So it's not, this is not like a, a, a I don't know. I'm not trying to be negative or anything like that. I'm just being no. honest. No. Of course. I'm, I'm going to keep it in that like 75% range. 75. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that like horny for Johnny Depp. It's more like showing us that people are horny for him. So I'm going to go 65. Mm. 65. Uh, I'm going to give it a 30 for male gay. I don't think it's that male gay. I think Tim Burton is clearly straight. Despite the production design. Right. But wait, let me ask you this, though, Mark. And I'm not trying to change your score. I'm just trying to ask you. A <laughs> you little, can try. <laughs> I want to ask a little bit of a leading question. Please. I mean, don't you like, don't you enjoy the sort of like um, the hmm, the way that Tim Burton and the camera pull back so that if you want to, you can go there. You know, it's. There, right it's like don't show me everything don't you don't get i don't need to see like a bulge i can imagine what's going on behind those buckles if he had shown me a bulge his score would have been higher okay thank you i that's the exact answer i was looking for thank you <laughs> all right thank you <laughs> um our next category entrances with pizzazz oh. now beetlejuice was the category this uh this, so this the movie from. this category came from so and its score did very well. This is like a little like less pizzazz. like bombastic than Beetlejuice. This is more twinkly fairy tale. Yeah, and even like Edward's first entrance is very sort of. I think it's. It, I like how they do it, but it's not played for like maximum effect. It's like, oh, who's right. that guy in the corner? Oh, he's like slowly but they build it up out. though. Like just her driving to the castle, her right, and her mm-hmm. going through. There's things. a real yes. build to that though. I mean, actors would There's dream a build. for that kind of build up. But I wouldn't say entrance. it's like pizzazzy. Like I wouldn't say it's like a ha cha cha. You it's know what I mean? Like there's not Beetlejuice exploding out exactly. of a coffin. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But she has a fun one with a hello Avon calling. I think that was Those a trailer fun. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that yeah. from the trailer. <laughs> the castle itself, Gosh, I, I would yeah. say. The snow. The first time we see snow. But it's like, is that an entrance? That's not really an entrance. The, yeah. I mean, it enters the movie for the first time, maybe we could say. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's like the, it's more like camera moves. I like know. it's it's like we're on a theme park ride, you know, navigating the space of <laughs> the sure. suburbs, and then it's like, oh, what's this mysterious cul-de-sac? Ooh, <laughs> we're gonna we're we're the ones entering with pizzazz. Right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But taking know. the audience into would you maybe we could take take that into account. Taking maybe. the audience a few into, into that for that maybe. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm but really. But character wise, there's not like a great moment of like boom. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. someone no. silhouetted in a door frame. You know. No, the only things that are really like eye catching is like set design and stuff. Like when you like open on a room, you're like, oh my gosh, that accent piece is outrageous. Like it's not yes. like people like moving through space with pizzazz. I don't really see that. I stopped this movie. writing down all the things in like the decor, all the <laughs> right. kitschy, the knickknack. I just, I was like, it's too, I'll be doing this all day. It's like, I want to live in this world. It's so amazing. It's, and it's so cute. And you're like, where is this? And then IMDb tells you it's Florida. They're in Florida. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. They do do a good job of like also whenever they're in the suburbs themselves do feel very claustrophobic. Like the ceilings oh, yeah. feel low, yeah. the walls feel tight as opposed to the castle where everything's like 
expansive huge. And, yeah and like the fact that there's nothing but residential stuff it's like yeah. you don't there's nothing there are no like stores or anything the closest thing that you have is the bank which is like all sterile and dry yes. and like literally sad. just says bank outside it yeah bank and then also the that police. one like strip like mall. they're yeah. not you don't go to like a police station yeah exactly it's like there's like oh i guess this is a society I you do know. love whoever like was the suburbs there first, and then the castle came, and like or did the <laughs> suburb pop up the around thing. the castle. I think it's castle first. Castle, castle first, first, suburbs <laughs> later. Classic rules. Yeah, <laughs> urban planning. Been, like, they're like waiting to like have a developer come in, like right. demolish the castle. Yeah. So, what do you want to give this for entrances with pizzazz? I want to make one more sort of slight case: is that really when Winona Ryder and all the teenagers, when we first meet them. They literally drive up in a van, just stop in the middle of the street and all get out. So like, there's something that. very sort of almost like grease about it. Like it's very much like, whoa, oh, here we are. We're the kids. And, We're the new and energy. And there are like flames on, yeah. like spray yep. painted onto the side of the van, which is like, you can't ignore that. Yeah. No. We're teens. Nor should you. No. <laughs> yeah. That's it though. So 15% from me. 15 yeah. A brutal score from Lorraine. <laughs> I'm going to give it a, a 45. 45. What? What? You guys um, are grading this like you're like American educators or something. Like, <laughs> well, like we like I'm to think grading, of ourselves that way. I'm grading <laughs> I'm grading it like I'm a mean French teacher. That's you're like, it from try like harder. A C is a decent grade as opposed exactly. to like a C feels disappointing. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like if you want an A, work for it. But also A's don't exist because perfection is something that we should all be striving for. You know? <laughs> yes. Perfection's anyway. a moving target. <laughs> wow. I'm going to give it a 40 for entrances with pizzazz. This is no Beetlejuice. Okay. All right. Next category. Strident women. I think I mean, there's I a few. Like quite a Kathy few. Baker. I that weird well, religious lady who I love. Esmeralda. Oh She's like the most. But I think She's all the so women are fun. strident. They're all very I much agree. like, tell yeah. us this, tell us that. And also... Uh, another one, the woman at the talk show who after they're like, oh, do you want to get it fixed? She's like, if you get an operation, no one will care about you. No one will ever want to talk to you or think you're interesting or uh, like it was just like, calm down, lady. Uh, I think the women in this, with the exception of Diane Weist and Winona Ryder are pretty strident. Well, Winona Ryder tells Glenn off at the end. Oh, yeah. I also love yeah. the girl who won't accept a slice of pot roast from Edward because she's like, <laughs> it's unhygienic. I think she's she oh, made me yeah. laugh. <laughs> that's super funny. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I forgot about that girl. <laughs> I love it. She, she, they like hold the camera on her for too long. Like yeah. she's like stammering. She's like, I just, I don't have his hands touch. And I, it just is, it's not sanitary. It's unsanitary in fact. And I will, I cannot accept. It goes on for so long. It's great. I love her. Anyway, I love her. I mean, his um, scissors yeah. would be covered in oil. Wouldn't they be? It's disgusting. Probably. Right. I would not accept. And when, with the shish kebab part where he, at the barbecue, I'm like, what is happening? Like the men asked him to do it. That's so right. gross. I would, I also, I'm on the side of that stammering teenager. <laughs> it wasn't a, for a sight gag. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? The reality of the sight gag right. is too upsetting. Yeah. The movie was too grounded to get away with a sound, a sight gag like that. <laughs> yeah, so I've what do you want to give this for? Burn. The problem with the strat, the mobs though, and like the movie calls it out, is like they're all like stick up. But as soon as those husbands come home, when all the cars pull in at oh, the right, same time, they all run, time, home they all run again, yeah. immediately. Run home. 
It's true, but I feel like that's a part of their, um, like, I don't think that that negates their personalities. I think that it's just like, yep, this is my, like, clocking in. I'm a housewife. Right. And they're, they can't wait to get back on that phone gossiping, you know, like they're uh, just doing what they need to do to get to the next moment in their busy body lives. Exactly. So what do we want to give this for strident women? 80%. 80. I'm going to go 90. 90. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm also going to go 80. Given an average of 83.33. Pretty good. Not as good as Mermaid, which got an 84.33. Ooh. All right, next All right. category, macabre. How macabre is Edward Scissorhands? 100% <laughs> baby. We don't even need to discuss it. I would love if we could, though. <laughs> All right, I guess that is the point of a podcast, huh? All right. There's that Christian neighbor. She's pretty. Yeah, to she's me, macabre. she's the most upsetting, scary part. Maybe because I've read too much Stephen King, where it's, it's always the religious uh, zealots who are the scariest right. people. Yeah, I found it kind of interesting because, like, okay. I was thinking, like, from her point of view, a creature like Edward is ungodly. It's so bad. Like, it's for sinners. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. he's going to hell. But for us, she's the villain. Like, we're like, shut the fuck up. Like, this movie is all about him. Like, what number are you on the call sheet? Get the fuck out of here, you know? So I thought that was kind of interesting that, like, in this world, like, good means bad and bad means good like she's a christian so we're supposed to like do you know what i'm trying to say right now right. yeah <laughs> like, yes. yes this is an anyway. anti-christian movie is what you're saying yes and i and i love that about this film that's what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> uh boy that so was it's not like it's not like i don't consider this doesn't feel like a horror scary dark it feels more like fairy tale like a, a brother's grim story kind of macabre mm-hmm. it feels yeah. more like fanciful it doesn't feel it doesn't it's not like a heavy dark i wouldn't call it a dark movie by any means but there but is what... like he does look like a goth you know he's like the my child's first goth Right. And like the dark themes, like with that yeah, I mean, contrast of light and dark that like and makes having scissor it hands so... pretty macabre. Right. That's pretty macabre. Right. I think even the take on suburbia is macabre. You know what I mean? The, the, the weird color scheme, the sort of uniformity, like I think it's all there. It's kind of grotesque. Yeah, it's haunting. Um, also, you know, again, Vincent Price is in it. Like Vincent he just Price. is macabre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like that, like Tim Burton loves like a, a complex, a needlessly complex machine that like makes food, like that I weird thing that, that they have right? that makes the cookies. It was like, oh, this is like Pee Wee's Playhouse with the breakfast thing, you know? Like he just loves yeah. those sort of very, very macabre machinery. And it was like chopping up the veggies too, and it's sort of yeah. like saying everything that's going on in those little tiny pastel houses down there. It's the same thing here. We're all doing mm. the same stuff. We just have a different method of doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> so what do you want to give this for macabre? I I, I said what I said. A hundred. A hundred? I'm going to go 99. 99. Um, I'm going to go 75. It's okay. spooky. Like I said, it's just more fairy tale macabre. It doesn't feel like truly like. Macaw. I see you, Mark. You don't have to explain. Okay. I get it. I know what you're. I know what you're yeah. going for. Mm-hmm. What am I going for? I don't. You're know what going, I'm going for, for like your definition of macabre is like I can't even pronounce that. I was like letting you say it. I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> macabre. That's it. The, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, he. Sorry. It, your definition is more like 
like like actually literally dark like gives you the horror chill feeling i think so and like kind of more yeah. like death focus like edward Hands isn't really a movie you want to associate with like death or anything you know for me it's like the darkness of that theme like the like like john was saying in the beginning how the, the, this story is based on like a very personal dark feeling mm-hmm. that tim burton was carrying with him so sad to me the feeling of like i want comfort and closeness and company but i feel like such a reject i can't reach out i can't have right. it and so like the the idea of this hugging with with scissor hands is like such an impossible thing to like achieve it's something he's like going for and he's like searching for that's so dark and sad to me and that is macabre for me you know i get it anyway no you're right i didn't go to film school (laughs) i just watch movies so i'm no one i'm just somebody who sits in a chair that's all they do Mm -hmm. in film school is watch movies let me tell you is it and posture just all day a lot of posture yeah Mm -hmm. a lot of sitting up straight Mm -hmm. all right, our next category, speaking of film school, dramatic lighting. How dramatic mm. is the lighting in Edward Scissorhands? I love the lighting. I love it so Pretty much. Great. Especially when Peg Boggs first walks into that house it's like all yeah. light and pretty outside and it's dark inside and there's this like sunshine mm-hmm. like just like shafts just, of light just sort of yeah so cool i love it uh what do you two think i agree i think there's a lot i mean there's a lot of it where it's just bright like it's and that's sort of like the point of it is this sort of like you know this sort of like very normal um and i feel like the stuff in there in the at the mansion is like the most like sort of like cause attention to itself dramatic lighting but i also just think the lighting is really beautiful like when he makes snow i think like that's a whole Mm. like very beautiful effect there Um, was one shot that stuck out to me is and it is one of the outdoor ones is when like kathy baker sits down to get her haircut and like the camera's pointed up and everything is just like super saturated almost looks like a david LaChapelle like mm -hmm. photo shoot it just looks like and it's so hard to make outside look stylish just using natural lighting but they did it and it looks great just the opening credits alone are just like just seen high bits of the castle and all the machinery and stuff. It's, I mean, Tim Burton in the late eighties, early nineties, it's hard to beat. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I, so how good is the lighting? I mean, I, I loved it. I can't do that stuff. I told you I didn't go to film school. So I'm just going to say like this rube over here, I give that a hundred percent. A hundred. I'm going to give it uh 85. 85. Uh, I'm going to go 88. I think it's pretty dramatic given an average of 91 which is more than terms of endearment only has 44.33 okay all right our next category vibrato so for vibrato in addition to the literal meaning of vibrato i mean anytime the movie gives you something extra they take a moment and they zhuzh it up or do more with it and you'll like it hmm. uh, i would say pretty much everything tim burton touches is vibrato you know what i mean like the 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 the, the manicured lawns are so the way that like the the people's like clothing matches their house matches like the grass um the the the, the, a heightened sense of reality to everything all the outfits the 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 haircuts the shrubs like all of it like it's just so like even his hands like in a way it's sort of absurd (laughs) because it's like in before we get you your human hands we have this even more complex machine (laughs) to put on the edge of your arms which is a no he had the scissor hands first because he had the lettuce thinking robot first and then he took that lettuce chopping robot to make him human oh okay i see oh right <laughs> it still seems like the the substitute is more complex than the actual thing right it's sort of like why why did he wait though 
You know, it's like <laughs> if like if he was going to replace like the head and the body part and he and, you know, he there's that sort of like Pygmalion scene where we talked about this, where Vincent mm-hmm. Price sits him down and is like reading him poetry and teaching him how to take tea and stuff. Edward doesn't have legs yet. It's just his torso sitting on a ledge. And so oh, right. it's like he's finished from the waist up. And so it's like weird that he has hands like scissor <laughs> hands. It's just weird. Right. But I was whatever. thinking this time after, because we had just a month ago now at this point, we talked about Alien Covenant, which is another movie, John's favorite, <laughs> obsessed with like creators creating things that then go on to create themselves, which is what Edwards does. He's a creator. Like he uses what others see as like a deformity to like create and like, because that's what does he know? He knows his father was a creator. Right. So he kind of wants to emulate that. And I think that's like very sweet. And like, could he do that if he had regular hands? Oh, that's so cool. Mm. Oh, that's really, really cool. Um, wait, and then the other thing I was going to say, I really appreciated the, like, it's not just pastel houses, it's also pastel cars. And the yeah. cars, like, I don't know, I don't know anything about cars. But, like, <laughs> those are real cars that you buy from a manufacturer, <laughs> but, like, there's no branding on the cars. Like, they've painted completely over it. Like, it looks ridiculous, but beautiful. Um, and like, yeah, that's like a little something extra that I appreciated. They like had to paint all those cars to match the houses. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I found the the um, the four different. There's four different paint colors, and the production designer Bo Welch described them as seafoam green, dirty flesh, butter, and dirty blue. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, This is a hard one for me because it's sort of like intangible, this question. Not not to say that all the other questions are so (laughs) tangible, but like on this one, I'm like, I'm like, what? A little something extra. I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I think even like that machine that they use to make cookies. It's like all that's to me honestly I'll I'll go first if you want. I'm going to say 100. I think literally every there's not a moment in this movie that Tim Burton there's certainly no major element that Tim Burton isn't like, well, let's make it weird. Let's heighten it. Let's right. take what is unique about it or, you know, or like it, let's exaggerate right. something about it to elevate it to this other place. So I think, um, yeah, for me, it's a hundred for Vibrato. I just feel like we so rarely get movies, like maybe some Guillermo del Toro or even like Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. like one, movies that really take you to a place that doesn't exist in the real world. Mm-hmm. Which I think but you is feel, so but when you, but when you, when you see them, you're like, oh, this is a, like, it feels like it exists. Yeah. Yes. It, feels, it takes you to a different world. Yes. And like, I was, I was reluctant to say this cause it sounds so like hacky and stupid, but like I really connected and related to this movie because it's so like, it reminds me so much of where I grew up, but like, it's not, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Like if I told you about where I grew up, you would be like, this place is not like that, but it's the feeling of it. Like the feeling of like, uh, there's a certain way to be normal and Mm -hmm. there's a certain way to be perfect and like preppy or like whatever. And then if you're not that, if you're anything else, you don't match. Like you don't belong here. You're weird. So either their version of normal is so freaky and weird. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I grew up in Maryland. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. They, they all like everybody there, like the part of Maryland that I mostly grew up in is so like, do you guys know what Lily Pulitzer is? Do you know that brand Mm, Lily Pulitzer? It's like, 
if I showed it to you, you'd be like, oh, I've seen that shit. Do you know about like, um, like Vera Bradley bags? Do you know what those yeah. things are? Mm-hmm. It all, like all of the prints look like that. And it's very busy okay. and loud and like, and there, there's like, it's very expensive also. So anyway, there's like a very specific style and like, it's, it's expensive. It's hard to keep up. And also it's so impractical. It's very busy. It's like no <laughs> right. one can dress like that. And I always felt like that. I was like, there must be something so wrong with me. Cause I don't dress like that. And then I like moved to New York and I was like, Oh, I'm fine. I can just like wear <laughs> black and be fine. Anyway, right? this movie stirs that up. And like, I think that that's really cool that it can do that. You know, totally. Anyway. So what do you want to give it for vibrato? A hundred. I'm copying John. I'm also giving it a hundred, giving it an average of 100. Yay. Yay. All right. Our next category, footwork. How would you rank the footwork in Edward Scissorhands? Footwork. There's like no, the, the one thing that I noticed dance? that I was like, you're just like a, like, like camera angles or movements stuff like that. There's that scene where Johnny Depp is trying to put on pants without using his hands because he's got scissor <laughs> hands. And he's, yeah. Has to jiggle and sure. jimmy around. So there's some fun mm-hmm. footwork there. Yeah. And, um, and he shuffles throughout the film. Like when he's trying to get out of trouble, he's like shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah. He does sort of walk almost as if like his feet are bound together in, in, in some way. Yeah. And like when he runs with scissors, he's like, he like, opens up his arms like he like it's a jesus cross kind of and runs like that <laughs> like he doesn't like right? do this he yeah, doesn't he wants wanna... to keep them away from him in case he trips he doesn't want to fall on right himself. this is how you run with scissors anyone <laughs> like, like he just put, he just too, put right? polish on his on his scissors <laughs> nail polish on his scissors that he's running and hoping they will dry exactly he's dainty <laughs> yeah and there's winona's classic spinning through the snow mm-hmm. it's lovely um footwork Again, I know other... I keep going back to that machine, those feet that make the thing move. Oh, yeah. In that, that, that like, cookie cutters. Stomp yeah, yeah. the cookies. I like that. They and have the cookie cutter feet up in the castle in the suburbs. They all have one of four cars. So who's the <laughs> real freak? Right. Also, all the housewives like shuffling like from house to yes. house and place to place. Mm-hmm. There's like There's a, a lot of There's a gaggle of housewives. Yes. They are very much like geese. Um, Footwork. I don't know. I'm just going to like I'll keep it there's like 65 percent. 65 i'm gonna go 50 for this one mm. 50 i'm gonna go 35 give him an average of 50 right down the board Alrighty. all right next category animal print that would write the animal a print. lot of animal print i would think kathy baker would have some but i didn't see She's i didn't see any the one thing that, that i saw mind, but right the one thing that I saw, which is not a bullseye, but something, one of the, I noticed at the very end when they were going all go, like as an angry mob going up to the mansion, one of the woman's haircut was a swan. Oh, like that's her hair cool. was a swan. That's cool. That was her hair. I say a hundred, but it's not that's a zero. Exactly. Maybe. <laughs> right. I'm just I mean, trying to throw a few points in there for it. There's also um, something about the dog haircuts. There's something about that. That's not, that's not an animal. That's true. There print, was like a, a like, pattern. The one on dog an turns animal. into a lion. Right. It's right. True. The dog right. gets turned into a lion. There's something there. That poodle mm-hmm. is a very specific sort of pattern of print. One might say. Right. <laughs> one might. <laughs> one might. Again, it's not a hundred. You know, just no, 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 no. This is not a hundred. <laughs> I'll just kind of keep it low on this one. I'll go. I'll go back to that like ten percent because I did 10. not see animal print. Yeah. No. I'll go fifteen. Fifteen. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna go nine. Give it an average of eleven point thirty three. 
All right, this is the last of the canon categories. On a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend this to a gay person? Um, (laughs) I mean, how (laughs) likely am I? What? Like, should I, like, rush up to a gay person, stop everything you're doing? No, no, not that. Imagine, like, you're uh, hanging out. You should do that. Yes. (laughs) Or maybe you should. What are you doing? (laughs) That's 100. Imagine you're hanging out with, say, like, I don't know, like, Oscar Montoya, and he, and this movie comes up, and he goes, oh, I've never seen it before. (gasps) Yes, I would recommend. I would be like, okay. whoa, whoa, something's wrong. You haven't seen this? I would love for you to see this and tell me what you think about it. Yeah. So okay. I guess that's 100. 100. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty high for me as well. I think, um, although I do know some gay people who don't like this movie, they're, they're not big fans of Tim Burton, so mm. uh, they think his, his work can be a little flat, which I kind of get sometimes. Um, but I'll give it, I do think it's like, it's a very, it's beautiful, fun movie to watch. It's uh I think it holds up. It's a very sweet movie. I think Diane Weiss' performance is definitely like iconic and great. So I'm going to say mm-hmm. 94. 94. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a 75 because it does kind of like, for me, it does kind of fall apart. It's just too treacly. Just the whole, like, I still dance in the snow. I'm just like, shut up. I just hate that. It's like, it's too much. <laughs> that is a little, I totally get it's that. It's too corny from at, at the end. I'm like, no, you had it. You had it, and then it all fell apart. <laughs> I'm curious, is how do you feel about the fact that Anthony Michael Hall's character dies at the end? Like, I know there there's some criticism that it's like, oh, it takes it too out dark. of fairy tale realm and it becomes sort of too dark, but in a way that maybe doesn't earn. I don't know. I remember for watching it again, I was like, oh, I didn't, I'd like forgotten that that's what happened to him, um, like that he got his comeuppance in such an intense way. Hmm. Uh, I'm just curious yeah. if that's part of what you don't like about the end of it. It feels oh, like the last me? third of the movie is where, for you, it sort of like loses it a lot of its. It's mostly will. just the whole snow and like telling a little girl and a thing, and then that she still dance. It's literally like the it's very over. Angle. Yeah, we, they, if they took out the, um, I don't think they needed the framing device with old Winona Ryder. Right. So um, what I heard was Mark Rennie's all good with the jock being murdered. <laughs> I am good with it. It's all very, because that cool. seems like straight out of a, that's like, you know, Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. Stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know I'm what what just mean? trying to think like, what else could you do with him? It would only make the ending even more corny. So like, I guess like dead. the Beauty and the Beast, like I guess Beauty and the Beast, the difference like Gaston purely dies through his own doing. Mm-hmm. And right. while this one, Edward Scissorhands like kind of gives him a little nudge. Yeah. But like it was really like either him or him, you know. It right, was, and he was yeah. going to try to kill Winona. He's like already beat her up totally. a few times. Totally, and like mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like that Gaston Beauty and the Beast like comparison is very astute. Like yes, this is like this is right. a Beauty and the Beast tale. They map sure. very well. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. 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 Although in this, it would be a if the Beast though did not transform and then like stayed right. in his castle, and then Belle was later talking to her daughter. Right. Her granddaughter. And also just everyone took Belle's word that the beast had died. Like Yeah. <laughs> well if, if, she, if, she, held, if like, she held up like his dead paw, they'd be like, Oh yeah, that 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 beast is dead. But like in at the end <laughs> of it, Edward Scissorhands, I was like dubious of everything at that moment because I was like, wait a second. I'm like, so the town is basically confirming right now that all they care about is gossip. All they all they yeah. actually care about is <laughs> like getting the scoop. And they were like Oh, he's dead now? Hmm. More ambrosia salad for me. And they just kind of (laughs) bounced. They didn't investigate anything. The cops were not interested. They left the jock body just laying there. Right. It was kind of, yeah, that was a little weird, but it's okay. I didn't need it to be completely cleaned up at the end for me. Fair enough. 
All right, now we are into the wheel category. So these are all categories that previous guests have brought in. We've put them all on a wheel. And so I'm going to spin it a couple times. And then whatever category comes up, we're going to apply that category to the movie. Okay. And after, after we do times. four times, and then you are going to add a category. So get ready. Ooh, okay. Here we go. She's got paper. She's got notes. She's <laughs> getting prepared. Okay. Is anyone on fire? A literal or flaming gay, I think, is what the okay, category sorry. is, right? Um, There's not one. I mean, Vincent Price, but he's pretty like I was like, going to say, I'm like, this. Do, am I, is that well, has that well gone dry? Should, should I dip into the Vincent <laughs> Price right well ahead. again? I think that's the only well you have in this movie. Yeah. No one else is on fire and no one else is like in my face being gay. So... All right. Ellen Arkin is very funny in this, though. Oh my but gosh, he's not so funny. Just unflappable the entire so, movie. So, is, am I allowed to say the word yes? Because <laughs> isn't that you the are. question? Is like, is anybody. No, we're still no, no. doing zero to 100. Zero to 100. Oh, so. zero to 100. Um, 15%. 15. Yeah, I'll give it 15 as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go nine because even though it's Vincent Price, he's not really doing much mincing true mm. okay i believe literal flaming gay is from female trouble episode with frank ah. too cool under pressure too cool under pressure what does that even mean please so like me. does a character like know they're in trouble but act like too cool or like try to like keep a lid on it for too oh that's long? funny um, I think you could say Diane Weiss when she first goes to like when she first encounters Ed, Edward, excuse me. Right. Um, you know, like right. she's very much like, oh, everything's fine, everything's okay. Uh, I see that. But don't I've, you think I've... she believes that though? I think she believes everything is fine and everything's okay. Well, what she says is she's like, I see that I've disturbed you. I'm going to mm -hmm. go now, uh, and she's like backing away, and he's like, please don't right. go, and then right. she relaxes. Mm -hmm. So she's at first, I think she fears for her life when she sees those blades for the first time. Edward seems, Edward himself, though, you could say, think keeps things mm -hmm. way too cool. I, yes, he barely I emotes, well. mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But he's, uh, he's uh, a cyclone of emotion underneath yeah. that leather fetish wear. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he like knows that he's in trouble a bunch of times. Like the biggest moment is when he's, he's kind of like there's like an angry mob uh, around him and Winona Ryder is like you need to run like you need to go mm -hmm. he sort of like waits a beat he's there for like kind of longer than I think a normal person would be you know do you know what I'm saying he, yeah, yeah. so what do you want to give this for too cool under pressure this is honestly kind of a hard one but I'm going to give it like like 60% <laughs> 60 yeah I was going to say 65 65. No. I mean, yeah, it is pretty much Edward, right? I'll give it a 70. What the hell? Because that's Edward's scissor hands for you. Yeah. Give an average of 65. I don't remember where to. Oh, Too Cool Under Pressure was from. I forget. I'm so bad at this. John. <laughs> you're <knows>. actually. <laughs> no, you're very good at this. Like, don't. Yeah. Don't even trip. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> the next one. Here we go. Is wearing another's clothes. Ooh, this is a good. Well, movie Edward for that. wears the dad's clothes. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a really big part of the movie, and I mean, we could also say he's a robot, 
wearing human <laughs> clothes. I'm reaching. I'll admit it. It's okay. I have to calm down. Um, and Winona is not really wearing her clothes. She's wearing like, um, I'm trying to think. I'm like, who's a blonde like star from that? I'm like Doris Day. Kim no, Basinger. That's <laughs> yeah, Tori Spelling. She's wearing yeah. Tori Spelling's clothes mm-hmm. in this film. Is that just a costume she was assigned for the role? Right, but it's like, where do you get off? Like, how dare yeah. you? How that, dare you? Like, yeah. If you saw um, Winona Ryder, would you just go up to her and go, liar? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just tear off her clothes. And like, this is this isn't you. And she would start screaming and crying, I've been found out. I've been found out. It's good. It would be such a scene. Such a scene. Um, wearing people, other people's clothes. What? What is it again? <laughs> <laughs> wearing another's clothes. clothes, which wearing is like an- thematic though for Edward because he wears the fall and like it, as the movie goes on, those clothes start to get more torn up and damaged because like he doesn't, he can't fit in there. Right, he doesn't belong okay. there. Also, okay, here are a couple other things. One, Winona Ryder, a young person being aged up to play like Grandma Winona Ryder, that's okay. wearing another's clothes, and <laughs> and and. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Okay, there's the moment when Peggy Boggs or whatever puts the makeup on top of Edward's face. Yeah. So that's like wearing another's face face. clothes. And then the other thing is the art and style that Edward brings to the town. Like he Mm. brings those haircuts to them. He brings the like asymmetrical everything, like the mm-hmm. looks that those housewives suddenly take on. That's not theirs. That's not their eye. That's Edward. And their manicured lawns suddenly like look like a fucking like Huntington Gardens Getty <laughs> Villa masterpiece. That's not them. That's him. So uh, I wish the Getty right. Villa had T Rex topiaries. Me too. Maybe after all this is over that's the new look you know like everything what i've been saying about this time is that like coronavirus uh civil unrest uh Mm. needing to get trump out of office all this time i feel like we were all inside of a great big messy purse and then god just flipped it upside down and just dumped us out Uh, it's like crumpled receipts like uh, Mm. half unwrapped worthers too many like cards from coffee shops like the with the whole punches right. like it's just a sorry it's just a two mess. dozen paper clips for whatever reason yeah that is what this is and i'm really curious to see like what are we gonna look like are we gonna go back into the same bag are we gonna mm. be in different clutches like so are toy we gonna... story right that's how i feel anyway um maybe the getty villa will take on a new look after all this is over uh, wearing another's clothes 98 percent. 98 uh, I'm going to give it a uh, 75. 75. That's what I was going to give it. And M giving it an average of 82.67. Not half bad. Not half bad. Wearing another's clothes is from the movie Titanic and guest Heather Ann Campbell. Oh, here you go. Gossip. I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> that fuels this neighborhood. That's all it is. I feel like I learned what gossip was because of this movie. No lie. You obviously haven't heard Lady Gaga's on Babylon. She tells, she goes through the whole song. Every other chorus is, that's gossip. Mm -hmm. So she lets you know. You got to listen to it. Last song on Chromatica. 
okay 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 i'll definitely listen as soon as this record is done but like for real like i think that i was like a little kid watching it and like seeing all these like bored women like on the phone and Mm -hmm. rushing up to each other did you see so-and-so with so-and-so and And i'm like what is this activity what am i observing and like that's gossip (laughs) and i love gossip i really do there's a lot of it a hundred percent like the whole movie is like he said she said she said she said you know it's gossip yeah yeah i i a hundred as well yeah. I mean, you got to go 100. Wow. These wheel, I'm giving it 100 as well. These wheel categories were really good for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Speak, well, Lorraine, speaking of being good for you, it is now your turn. Your turn? It is now your time <laughs> to add a category to the wheel for which we will potentially judge any future movie to figure out how gay it is. So, what are you thinking? I have a couple of options. So, I'm just going to like say one. And if you accept it, we're done. But if you hate okay. it, then I'll do another one. Okay. Um, Okay, does a high school jock get penetrated? <laughs> you got a, a gasp out of me. Um, <laughs> Thank God you weren't drinking anything. <laughs> um, I love it. Okay, we're done. Okay. So how do That's we it. articulate that? Uh, how, what do you mean? Jo- it's like, a does a high school jock does, penetrate? Is okay. in the film, is there a high school jock and does he get penetrated? That's pretty gay. Yeah, okay. and I say Edward Scissorhands 100%. We watched it happen. He got penetrated by a scissor. We're clear yeah, on sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We all saw the movie. It. Sure. Um, so you're saying 100? 100. <laughs> okay. Here's my thinking. For for me, when you say penetrated, I feel like he's getting pegged like someone's fucking him up the ass. That is what my heart... That's, well, that's where my why brain it's a scale, goes. John. So I know. dirty. But I think the scissor... Road and trip sort of, would do very well. This, very well. I so, but I think like the scissor sort of works thematically, and it sort of works on this other level. So I'm gonna give it a 95. I can live with that. All that for a 95. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it an 80 because 100 would be the, an actual dick in an ass. So it gotta have somewhere to go. Given an average of 91.67. All right, now we are into the bonus categories. <laughs> Right, so these categories, we are, they would just be a percentage bonus. So we're gonna give uh, zero to 10. So if a, if a, if a category, if, if it doesn't score well, it's okay, it doesn't penalize the score in any way, but we just get extra points for this. So again, it's from zero to 10. All right, the first bonus category on a scale of zero to 10%, how would you rate Edwards as a hand in makeover montage? Uh, I think it goes pretty high because there's all the haircuts. Like there's a montage of all these women getting these haircuts. Makeovers. Zero to ten percent, you said? Yes. Yes. Okay. uh, nine point five. Nine point five. People love adding uh, decimals and when it's a percentage. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'll go nine point five as well. Nine point five. Um I'm gonna give an eight. It would be higher if there was it wasn't just the hair. Fair. I understand. I need a full up, head hold to up, toe. Hold up, hold up. But you're not <laughs> counting. I'm sorry, but you're not counting the whole makeover that is Edward Scissorhands going from like hard, dark goth boy to soft boy in trousers. And that's right. I'm not counting that. You're not. Okay. Because <laughs> that's not a I montage. Think, I think it's, it's, not, oh, a yes, montage. it's not a montage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> uh, me too. Thank you. <laughs> 
given it a nine, nine percent. That's pretty great. All right, the next category: cheerworthy cameos. Well, there's Nick Carter. Got Nick Carter, and also yeah. I got excited for John Davidson. Me too. That's incredible, John. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's something. Uh, John Davidson was. He's, no he's idea the, who we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> when they go on the talk show, he's the host of the talk show. Oh, that's fun. That's he's the host, really I guess cool. it was like a syndicated show called That's Incredible. Yeah, he's someone with, who um, I think he like hosted like a like a season shit. or two of uh, like Hollywood Squares. Like he's just one of those like guys who's like around a okay, lot in like, okay. the 70s and 80s. I'm, and Kathy I mean, Lee Crosby, Fran Tarkenton were the other two co-hosts on I'm That's saying. Incredible. Right, yeah. People would come in like, I collected a bunch of soda cans. Yeah. Or <laughs> someone who could like do a world record for yo-yos. Yeah. Look. TV this was a very different landscape. What I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm like, a, you're like speaking a, a language that I do not know. I'm like, yes, I remember. It was kind of like a highbrow gong show in a way. Oh, I still don't know. It's okay. All right, great. <laughs> yeah, you helped her with an older reference. <laughs> Here's um, something more obscure. <laughs> you remember I, the show What's My Line? It's like that. <laughs> okay, so I kind of just like, can't even appreciate the cameos in this movie as being cameos other than the Nick Carter thing. But right. cause like in an email, John, you sort of referenced the Vincent price thing as being a cameo. Does that count? Is that, no. or is he like fully? Yeah. He's not. Unfortunately, in my memory at first, before I, before we rewatched the movie, I, in my, again, in my memory, I would thought that all the Vincent price stuff happened at once. I Got forgot it. that it was broken up. So that anytime someone is in like more than one section, we tend to think of that as more than a cameo. Like a cameo Thank should you. be very self-contained. You know okay. what shot is really like stuck with me from the, is like the shot of when Vince Price dies, like his face, how his face transforms. Like yeah. he's so moving like this, that, yeah. I don't know. It's like what really he's, good acting. It's He's a really good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah. He's very good. Gosh, I mean, I guess then I'll just kind of say like six. I, I'm not very, I don't feel very strongly. What are you giving the six for? For the Nick Carter on the slip for the side? For the Nick Carter and then also the banter that you two just had. I was like, oh, there's something in there. Uh, so I'm going to give myself some more points. Fair enough. Do it. I'm going to go eight. Eight? Yeah. I was real excited when I saw John Davidson. Uh, I'm giving it a Two? Two? John Davidson. I mean, it's like, oh, that's John Davidson. Okay, you know what I mean. It wasn't what, like what did you? That's yeah, cheerworthy cameo. Oh, look who's here. Oh, that's what I it don't is. know. It just wasn't that. I don't know. I don't know. It was. It wasn't that cheerworthy to me. It was Fair. like it wasn't. Okay. The, there wasn't enough. Okay, hold on. Before we move on, is there a cheerworthy cameo of note that you're like, that's a cheerworthy cameo? What you know? is a cheerworthy cameo of note? That's a good Elizabeth question. Taylor and Flintstones too. <laughs> Flintstones one, thank so you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, great. There you go. All right, next category: pool trouble. What do we mean? Like, trouble in a pool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the waterbed counts as trouble in a pool for me. I guess so. There you go. Yeah, you get some That's points for that. Very good, Lorraine. Um, nice. You're you. learning how to play the game. Yeah, I don't remember if there. I don't think that there. You really would think were, there like, would be pools. a swimming pool in this like yeah, suburb, like you know? Yeah, right. Shot in Florida. Florida. Like, what's up with that? I feel I like they're like, like above ground pools. Yeah, it's almost right. like they were avoiding pools. They're like, ugh, production can't insurance. Handle it. Yeah, too much for the insurance. We can't afford it with those we scissors. Can, on we set? can do robots that are like stop motion, <laughs> like cookie cutting things. But pools, especially above ground, don't no, please miss it. me with those pools. <clears throat> That's the real pool trouble. Is the lack of. 
<laughs> that's, that's right. If there's only a pool, he, his, his salon would be open and running today. Yes. Oh, yeah. There's like a shampoo bowl that we never see the water, but we could imagine how nice that would be. And that's trouble. Uh, and all the trouble that would, so trouble. would come. Also, I enjoyed something. Imagine all those ice sculptures in humid the, ne- the next Florida, morning. Right. right? After they wrap, pool trouble, if you ask me. Oh, man, I don't know. And we are asking you. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop dicking around, and I'm going to say five. The five. waterbed is, like, the most pool trouble I can think for of. For sure. I'll give it a three for the waterbed because it is, like, a scene you remember. I'm also going to give it a three. Okay. Give it an average of 42, a points value of 42.55. All right, next category. Which, how witchy is Edward Scissorhands? I would argue that it's very witchy. It's very witchy. Esmeralda, her, you know, even though, you know, she's Catholic, but she has a very witchy energy. She's so like a Christian candles. witch. Yeah, Christian witch. And I think even like the, all the local women, like they act like a coven of, you know what I mean? Like the way yes. they're all just like come together and who is this person? And da, da, da. So well, there's also witchy. something witchy about Vincent Price. I mean, he lives up in Absolutely. a castle. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a Definitely. gothic castle. Definitely. Oh, yeah. and, that bitch and, practices witchcraft. Yes. Bitchcraft. And like- <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's also just like people using their forces to change things. Like there's so much of that. Like everybody wants to like take whatever it is that they got and put it into Edward and like make him mm. a part of the town and control him like their way. Like that's that was I don't know. There was a lot of like witchy stuff going on. And then also just like the overall obsession with body parts is like so witchy to me. <laughs> like if you remember <laughs> in his bedroom when you're fr- <laughs> I'm sorry but when you first show up he has like all these newspaper clippings about hands he's obsessed mm-hmm. with hands he wants human hands so badly and then when he is getting into Winona Ryder's space like in her little like vanity in her bedroom she has all these magazine clippings of eyes of mm-hmm. eyeballs and I thought that that was so interesting because it's like he is pining for hands and she is pining for eyes and he is like all eyeballs and she has hands i don't know there's something interesting some symmetry just a reminder i did not go to film school (laughs) you could have fooled me all right all right you're talking like a lot of person a person who has a lot of needless debt which (laughs) witchy i say 9.8 9.8 this is up there with the vich uh i'm gonna give it a seven for which Seven. Uh, I'll give it a seven. That sounds right to me. Give an average of seven point ninety three, which is more than Silence of the Lambs, which only has a two point six seven. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. And that movie is all about body parts. <laughs> totally. Sick. All right, our next category: gay actors playing gay roles. I mean, there's. I mean, We're unless you want to give something Vincent to Vincent Price, Price well. yeah, yeah. One, one percent. Yeah, one. I'll give it one Fair. for Vincent Price as well. Yeah. I'll give it a 0.5 for Vincent Price. Okay. Yeah. It, thank you. Give it an average of 0.83, which is currently, since we've uh, revamped uh, scoring system 3.0, this is the highest rated with a 0.83. <laughs> so funny. Do okay. better, Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next category. You might do very well. But you said well it's 0.33. It should be 0.66. 0.83. Oh, 0.83. Okay. Next category, themes of mothers. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a theme yeah. of creating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The and inventor then, is a kind of mother, and then of course Diane Weist. Weist. Yeah, exactly. Like the mother-daughter pair of like Diane, and she like loves her daughter so much. She's just like, isn't she so beautiful? 
You know, like mm-hmm. that. That's definitely a theme. And she's a mother to Edward. Yeah. And she's a mother to Edward. Um, I'm trying to think, like, for the other like housewives and stuff. I don't know if we see too much like mother ring going on. No, not really. Not really. It's like faux outrage over like my children. You know. Yeah. They they do sort of like dote on Edward like he's their little dog or something. You know, like there's something yeah. mothery about that. But anyway, yeah. Could you say the category again? I want to themes sure. of mothers. Themes of mothers. Like, I don't know if the movie itself, the movie itself. When I think, I don't think the movie is like it's not really about mothering, right. or motherhood, not really. And but like, there are some themes of it certainly through Diane yeah. Weist. Yeah, and like. And also with the Winona Ryder character, and she's like a grandma reading to, I guess, her granddaughter. Uh, right. That's, that's not really, oh, yeah. it's not really about motherhood, though. If anything, it's about her, like, wistful remembering of when she was a young girl. It's like, I wish I weren't an old lady. <laughs> it's more the energy. <laughs> so I'm going to have to give this, like, a four, unfortunately. Four. That's not unfortunate. Uh, I'll give it a four as well. Mm. Four. Uh, I'll give it a four. Give it a four. <laughs> All right. Next category: dramatic smoking. Well, there's Kathy Baker. Kathy Baker smokes. Right. She has some fun smoking. I think that was all I noticed. I mean, there's like smoke when they're like the mob is like going up to like his the mountain, you know, to the mansion on the top of the mountain. So like that. there's just sort of yeah. like you know dry ice sort of smoke. Right. Oh, right. 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 So you're right. saying there's dramatic smoke, but is that dramatic smoking? Well, things are smoking. Again, it's not a bullseye. It's not a ten. It's not, not a, a full ten, but you know. You would expect I think it's Kathy Baker is like the real. Much. She's the pulling all the weight for this category. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like expect. I, I'm thinking back on. It, I'm like there should be more smoking. I feel like in the reality of like Tim Burton's upbringing in Burbank in the '50s or whatever it was. I don't know. '60s probably. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. There must have been more smoking. Like, all the housewives would be sure, smoking sure. so much. And, like, the daddies, when they come home from work, like, everybody must have been smoking. But in this film, not so much. Yeah, how, who could say how what year woke? this movie takes place? No uh, one can say. Nah, like, 2%. Two. I'll give it a two as well. Two. I'm going to give it a three, and that's all for Kathy Baker. All cool. right. I got the Kathy Baker bump. Kathy Baker bump. <laughs> All right, our final in the bonus category is quips. How quippy is Edward Scissorhands? Are you just laughing your butt off when you watch Edward Scissorhands? Uh, Hold me. I can't. Ugh, goth. Save it for Tumblr. Yeah, not really quippy. It's not that kind of a movie. This isn't it's like Gilmore quip. Girls. No, I got. This there was two. <laughs> I got two things that I wrote down for here. One was early on when the when all the kids do come back. And uh, Anthony Michael Hall has his arm around Winona Ryder. She says, don't forget your arm and like takes it off of her. She like, oh, walks away. that's funny. Showed him. Like and then that. there's that scene after Edward's been like arrested where like there's a psychologist who's like, he's this, he's that. He's, he hasn't developed this to fit into society. And the cop goes, but will he be all right? And the psychologist is like, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> like that was that's sort of like great. a very like vaudeville kind mm-hmm. of like sticky setup there. So that's all I have for quips. It isn't a very like quippy movie. Right. It's definitely not that kind of movie. It's not really a movie with like words. It's more a movie that you like watch and you like mm-hmm. drink in. And um, I like it for that because like 
if I did not speak English, I think I would still like understand this film. For sure, you know? right? Because it's like a ballet. It's wonderful. There is yeah. a, actually a, there actually is a famous Edward Scissorhands ballet that happened. I'm a few not years surprised. Ago. Oh my gosh, I bet it's so pretty. I would love to see Edward okay. Pointy Feet is probably what it's called, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man! You can only okay. dance the role once. That's so, right. so I'm just gonna be like so real and say for this film. It Please. gets a zero, but this a podcast zero. for quips, a hundred percent. Well done, gentlemen. <laughs> give it a uh, zero. I'll give it a one for quips. I'll give it a one. Give it a point six seven. All right. Finally, kind of finally, we are into the iconic categories. So you're going to score these from zero to a hundred. These are like the heavy hitters, kind of umbrella academies that cover themes of which we've already kind of discussed earlier. So the first one on a scale of 0 to 100, how would you rate Edward Scissorhands for homoeroticism? I I mentioned this earlier, but I do feel like the relationship between the Vincent Price character and the Edward character, there is some kind of like homoerotic like like tension, I guess I want to say mm-hmm. that perhaps I'm projecting onto it, but I'm I'm receiving it. I'm seeing it, okay? <laughs> gotcha. I'm pointing it out. It's palpable. It's there for me. Great. And it's kind of the backbone of the movie, so... The sexual tension between Vincent mm-hmm. Price and Johnny Depp? I'm going to say 8.5, because it could be more so, as we mentioned. Out of 100? Okay. Yeah. You know, of... we're back oh, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yes, we're back to out of 100 now. You were I trying to trick me. Point. No, we were <laughs> trying to trick me. <laughs> I think I was pretty clear I when I we said were... <laughs> 0 to 100. I'm here to do good work, okay? I have to beat Beetlejuice tonight. So, all right. I, what I meant to say was 85%. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's a very homoerotic movie. Um, like, I, I feel like if when it gets remade, it will go there. That will mm. It will probably be have that sort of more of a theme to it. But I have to give it a 35. 35? These scores are crazy. Uh, These scores are crazy <laughs> all over the map. I'm going to give it a two <gasps> it's just nothing there's no to me there is it is like paternal it's like father and son it's like lord and creator you know creator and uh thing what so I like to me it isn't like there's to me uh it's more sweet than like sexy what i like that's about just this my podcast, exactly it's like all mm-hmm. of these scores are coming from our individual vantage point right exactly we can't we're not like pitting all the films against each other. We're not, it's just nope. what, what we see, how we responding. We I love it. Speaking of what we see, that's the terrible transition. Camp <laughs> factor. How campy is Edward Scissorhands? I would argue I mean, it's, pretty campy. It's campy. incredibly campy. Yeah. I mean, like I'm thinking about things that like, like, okay, here's something, here's some evidence of camp for me there were things about it that I didn't understand when I was little that I understand Mm. more as I grow up at like the, the heightened reality of the suburbs. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It's so, and like the way they do the hair and the nails and the clothing, it's like, so there's so much camp in like communicating what Tim Burton's perspective is on like classic Americana, the suburbs, you know, like that's cool. And um, with the the look of what Edward Scissorhands is, it's sort of like a 
like a modern day like Frankenstein. It's like let's do an update of Frankenstein for this era that this movie came out. And Tim Burton like looked at the hair of that guy from The Cure. Robert Smith yeah. is his name. Yes. Yeah. And was like, I'm just gonna recreate that hair and put it on my monster. That's so campy. That's so fun. <laughs> like you have to like know these things to like appreciate it. So yeah, it's pretty campy. I would uh, for me for like what I want out of camp. I'm good with it. I I give this like 98 percent. 98. Yeah, I think I think it's incredibly campy. I'm gonna give it 95 just because there's no one cross dressing in the movie. Mm. <laughs> um, I got a good old list of campy That's, things I noticed. Can't wait to hear it. Okay, thank <laughs> you. Uh, an actor in old age makeup. This little girl being subsumed by her bed. A determined <laughs> Avon lady. These phenomenal sets. A crazy religious lady that no one takes seriously. Browbeating your neighbor into hosting a barbecue. Ambrosia salad, the gayest salad. Having flames painted on your car. Bowling trophies. Ladies who get all horny over swans. Naming your poodle Alexis. Having an orgasmic haircut. Kid-sized shopping carts, which are just capitalism indoctrination. Seducing a robotic man-child by trying on different smocks in the back of a beauty salon. Mm -hmm. A sunken living room. Frenzied local news reporters. A group of moms turning on one of their own. Fake Christmas trees, the final form of Christmas trees. And finally, this ending laying it on a little thick. <laughs> is unintentional camp, I would say. Oh my god, that <laughs> list. Oh, you just like hit me in the face with it. It's so good. <laughs> that, is, that is Edward Scissorhands, yes. To me, it is campy, but it's also not very queer, so I'm going to give it a 75. Mm, got it. Okay. And then finally, for Iconic, you'll probably do very well in this, over-the-top wardrobe. <sighs> I mean. Constant. All I, of it. Yeah, like, is there any, like, even the drab wardrobe of the bank, the police, and yes. the psychologist. All stylized. Still so stylized. Yeah, and, like, even, I was looking at the cop car, and the way that siren looks, like, the sorry, the red light, it mm. looks like sexy it looks fun like i i really enjoy <laughs> like candy like a jolly Rancher. yes i'm like oh like you know what like definitely defund the police but like still drive around la with can that we keep the side can we yeah. keep that light like that's fun so yeah uh god i love all of it a hundred all our mailboxes should have sirens on top when there's mail in there mm -hmm, when the mm -hmm. goes up and like when the Republicans or whatever are like ditching all the mailboxes, still keep those lights, like keep it on there. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Wrap it up in the Chris the fake Christmas tree lights. Yeah. I don't know. It is shocking that like the look of like Edward himself is like so different from the suburb the of uh, the rest of the world of the movie, but it all works right. as a piece together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go 100 as well for the top wardrobe. I think it's just great. I think a lot of ways, Edward Scissorhands, like, predates. I'm sure they're all inspired by, like, the goth scene of the 80s, mm -hmm. you know, like, Bauhaus and all that mm -hmm. shit. Um, but this such, like, it looks like pre-Matrix. It looks like, you know, right. the first yeah. X-Men It's all movie. the crow. It's all that. Right. Um, yeah, you got to give Edward Scissorhands 100 in over-the-top wardrobe. So good. All right, finally, now we're into the crown jewels, our last two categories. So these we agree on. All We all have to agree completely. There's no range. It's either we all decide yes or no for these next two categories. Okay, we're going right. to bring our minds together for this. The first category, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Mm. Does Edward, do you have a case for this, Lorraine, on your little notepad? <laughs> 
This was the area where I really struggled. I mean, <laughs> I, so I, Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like, I guess I think it's a really like representation matters. Does it not? It does. So mm-hmm. we have I've heard. Yes. Yeah. So like here is Vincent Price, like thriving on screen, really it's crushing his last, movie. It. his last movie, last movie. For all we know, he dropped dead on camera. They said he did. Um, he faint. did pass out. the 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 shot shit. of him if, of him passing out in the movie, he did actually faint in that shot. No, and Johnny Depp just stood there acting. Maybe he just thought he was great. What a great take. <laughs> Tim Burton <laughs> didn't say cut, oh so you keep God. acting. <laughs> that is so like too much. That's too many things. Wow, <laughs> I consider that a positive portrayal. But I mean, is that enough? No, I, like no, no. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I don't think it gets that. Unfortunately, no. We can't do it. And then finally, negative fifty percent. If this is the movie boat trip, this is not the movie boat trip. So will we not be docked fifty percent of its points? Okay, thank you. All right. So that All right, is Lauren, it. How do you think you did? I don't know. Pretty good. <laughs> do you think you I, beat Beetlejuice? I, I, if I did not beat Beetlejuice. I'm going to be so shocked. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch Beetlejuice. Well, here's so, a reminder. Yeah. Beetlejuice has 55.34%. I wasn't, I, it's not like I was paying attention to all the numbers throughout this record. No, no, no. Just Don't tell worry. me, just tell me what the, what's up. I'm ready. You ready? All mm-hmm. right. So out of a total possible 2,469.47 points, Edward Scissorhands has scored 1,859.8 points, giving it a percentage of 75.31, making it the ninth gayest movie ever made. Not as gay as Cats, but gayer than Labyrinth. Wow. Congratulations. You made the top 10. You made the top 10. Whoa. That's pretty good. Yeah, such a humble. You were selling yourself short this whole time. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, now imagine if it had a gay person in it. What a I know, it would have scored. through the roof. It's <laughs> like, watch out. Uh, uh, what was it? What's the what's the uh, one female look at trouble? Your face. No, the five, yeah. f- Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Brad- Stars, Stars Born. Stars Born. It's like, watch out because we're coming for you. Anyway, whatever. I'm being an idiot. <laughs> this was so fun. What else do you two got? Anything? Or is that it? <laughs> this is that, what it. else do you got? What do you Yeah. Thanks for Is there anything you'd like to plug, promote, or show for? I mean, everybody, just, like, do your best out here because mm. it's fucking crazy. Like, I just, like, plug, like, humanity. Um, if you want to, you can watch me not tweet very much. I'm at Lorraine with five R's. And sometimes <laughs> I post on Instagram. I'm at Lorranky Dank. Good luck to you finding it. Oh I'm around. I'm Lorraine DeGraffenwright. Check check it out. Check you out. <laughs> check it. Well, thank you so much. You were a pure delight. I love what it gets comes to win. And you certainly did. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you both but so much I feel much like we everything. all won. Mm, I true. agree. All right. All right. And... We'll be right back. We're back. Uh, what a delightful Lorena lady. Delight. She's a delight. So fun. I so love fun. when a guest comes to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Familiar with the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what she had to do was interested. Yeah, she was invested. Definitely. 
Uh, speaking of invested, we've got some emails here we want to share. Uh, this one comes from Jesse. Uh, she writes, hello. Um, big fan of the show and so excited you fellas got around to Clue, especially with Jeff Hiller as a return guest. Yes, it was very lucky. Jeff is wonderful. And she says, my best friend and I cross-dressed as Professor Plum and Mr. Peacock last Halloween and had the best time assembling our costumes. I wanted to share our interpretation of Michael McKean's character sexuality. At the end of a recent rewatch, my darling Mr. Peacock turned to me and said, his wife, with dramatic air quotes. That's right, Mr. Green is in the closet at work, it being 1954 and all, and he took the undercover opportunity to live his truth for an evening. <laughs> it may not be canon, but we believe the character is truly gay. It's simply more fun and also makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Goodbye, Jesse. That's an interesting... It's possible. Uh, possible. Sure. I do like the idea of that. It actually made it very sweet for like to imagine like someone closeted to be like, oh, go undercover as a gay person and I will actually be more free. Like, there's something about that that sort of feels kind of sweet. Like Batman. Really? <laughs> How so? Well, you know, Bruce Wayne's really the mask. But the... Gotcha, gotcha. Batman is the true self. Yeah, all right. right. I guess it's just like that. Uh, thank you, Jesse. That is a very uh, interesting uh, theory. It is. I mean, who, that's if that's true for you, great. Sure. <laughs> is it true for me? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I could be convinced. Mm -hmm. Well, when Michael McKean's a guest on our podcast, we will ask him. Oh, can we get him? Could we please? Uh, I asked Instagram if they had any questions for us, and I got so many responses. I can't oh possibly answer them all. I think we will do um, for the Patreon, which will exist by the time this is released. Exactly, yes. <laughs> for the Patreon, we're going to do an episode that's just listener Q&A. But here's uh, some I thought we could answer quickly. Okay. Um, at Will Conover asks, Ben loving every episode. Thank you, but it's not a question. Um, <laughs> with theaters reopening, when will you return to the cinema? Heart. John, when are you going back to that theater? When are you going to take another nap? I have no plans to. I don't think, uh, I know some movies are starting to open, come out in the next week or so, but I'm not going to them. They already did. Uh, but when we record this, that Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged, was in like oh, right. 400 think? theaters, I think. I mean, I've the AV Club had a great interview with two like virologists, essentially. I mm -hmm. forget what they're actually, but they said a theater is literally the last place you should go right now during a pandemic. Yeah. Because you're <laughs> enclosed, people are going to take their masks off to eat, to laugh, to drink. There's right. not, you can't possibly clean it enough. And also for me, like, I, there's nothing I love more than going to the movie theater. I would go like twice a week. Sure. When, and, I just don't think I'd be able to relax watching it. It seems like not fun. And the whole point of going is to go and forget your troubles. But I feel like even now when I linger too long in like the grocery store, any like smaller mm -hmm. building, like it feels like, okay, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's for me, it's just not gonna, in, when the scientists say it's okay, not when the movie theaters to specifically reopen or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, also like, who knows, uh, when this podcast comes out, some yeah, as you said, some movies will have already opened in theaters, but who knows where who we're going to be when this comes out. What else you got? All right, Free Dak Thompson asked, "Who would be what? 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 What would be today's equivalent of Paul Lind and Charles Nelson Riley?" Uh, you're listening to us. Hello, no. thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought about this because I knew this ahead of time, so I, was like, mm -hmm. I don't know who it. Like, because I was, what's. Billy Eichner. Billy maybe? Eichner, I think, could is in competition. I think John Early um, is another yeah. one. But I feel like there's also 
something that you can't I'm, replicate from those guys because there was something to the fact that it was always with a wink like you know what i mean there was mm-hmm, it right. was kind of like a no like cool people understood that they were you know what i mean sure like there was like part of a joke and it's just like a different time that it just feels so i don't i can't think of like yeah there are great not, you know, just, actors and comedians but it's just not the same anymore there's a lot uh, yeah i get what you're saying i think but i think if you try to think of like people who like are perso like they are like personas as much as they are actors and so i think like i think like For also sure. like a, like um uh mario cantone might fit into that or like a um sure anyone who does a voice for like a sidekick in a disney cartoon exactly not josh gad though no straight he's gay erasure um well that's uh we got a ton more questions can't get to all of them uh but thank you thank you yeah we'll get to them eventually hopefully we absolutely will Uh, but if you want to um follow us on twitter and instagram we're at two old queens t-w-o old queens you can also follow me on letterbox where i maintain the current rankings of the movies with their categories yes you can also email us at two old queens t-w-o old queens at gmail.com if you have any other questions or thoughts or theories you'd like to share with us uh also as you know we have merch now so uh, if you want to uh, help support us and also uh, donate to a good cause. Uh, go to T Public uh, and search for Tool Queens. There's also a link in our show notes, so you can do that. Oh, and next month we're very excited. It's oh, yes. my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Spooky season. We're starting the return of Five Cold Screams. Yes, uh, this so was five a great, weeks this, of horror movies. Yeah, this is a perfect transition into that. Was it? Well, I think so. Edward Scissorhands is sort of on the cusp oh, of going into. I thought you meant from talking about the T-shirts. No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry. I can't see the forest for the trees. You really, <laughs> it's been a long night. It's been a long night. All right. Um, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Alrighty. Stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Archer and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 